Welcome to the Ask Zach Show. I'm your host, Zach Childs. I've spent the last 30 years working in the music industry here in Nashville, Tennessee, during which I've done everything from touring with major artists like Brad Paisley and Carrie Underwood to playing the nastiest dive bars or even the occasional wedding. This show is all about barreling down the rabbit hole on all things guitar and the music we love. We will cover the legendary players, gear insights, and even some interviews along the way. I hope you enjoy. To support the show, follow the links in the description to find out about my Patreon page. Or go to my store at AskZach.com to pick up a coffee mug or t-shirt. Now, let's dive in. Well, hello, friends, and welcome to another Ask Zach. Today, we're going to have fun comparing two of my bass sixes. Yes, I, I love the bass six, and uh, I, I wish that someone had done a video like this a long time ago, just because it's tough, you know, when you're trying to decide which one of these to get, uh, you know, because you wonder, you know, what are kind of the strengths and weaknesses of them, and, uh, you know, rarely do you get a chance to play, you know, both of these together. So... Uh, I ended up buying both of them, and uh, yeah, so I just wanted to do a video. This is not a one is better than the other. This is a compare and contrast to show which one might be better for you, or in my case, because it's a sickness, I have both of them because I, I, I really like the different sounds that they both offer, and I'm a big Bass 6 fan. All right, so while you're thinking about it, well, please go down in the corner and hit subscribe if you've been enjoying the channel. If you've already done that, then I really appreciate you supporting the channel because that's what keeps the content going. So first off, uh, there's tip jar information in the description, or you can go to uh, askzach.com, and there you can find merch like this t-shirt or a mug, or you can find out about Friends of Ask Zach, which is a way to support the channel on a monthly basis. And also, you know, we'll soon be getting exclusive content and uh, get the episodes early. And uh, that's just $10 a month. So, all right, guys. Well, let's dive in. All right. So let's just, let's start with just a, a little basic history. So the base six, and let's, let's just cl clear something off. These are not baritones. Uh, baritones have a shorter scale length. This has a 29 plus inch scale length and this has a 30 inch scale length these are not baritones these are bass sixes baritones will have a scale length of around 27 to 28 inches and are tuned a to a or b to b these are tuned e to e now these can you can compromise on these guys and you can string them up and tune them up like a baritone but it's not the most ideal situation because these are really designed the scale length and everything to go E to E. So, and I'm gonna call them base sixes because that's what this, they were both called. So the Dan Electro, uh, Dan Electro came out with their base six in, uh, in around 1956, 57. And it quickly became uh, kind of a, a, a studio instrument of choice in Nashville first 
And part of this is just, uh, I think it has to do with locality. And as things kind of moved across the country, you know, from New Jersey to Nashville and finally over to Los Angeles. So the Nashville guys kind of picked up on, on this, on the Dan Electro uh, early on. And I was told that part of it was actually just to give another guitar player a job. Because in the 50s, uh, the bass player would have been playing an upright bass. And because of the limited uh, capabilities of the speakers that were in cars and stereos and limited recording techniques, um, they couldn't really get the deep bass and also the attack of it. So uh, Nashville guitar players found out that they could use this and double the bass line and that way you could get that click sound and it gave a, a gig to another guitar player. So, uh, and then it kind of continued across the country and it made it over to LA and it started being used there also. Now, while in Nashville, it was more of a uh, doubling the bass kind of thing, it, it did, it was used melodically some also. Uh, in, in Los Angeles, it got used both ways. Uh, you know, a good early example is a Lonely Surfer, uh, Jack Nietzsche. I mean, that's a that's a really uh, neat example. Or there's all sorts of Beach Boy tracks that uh, feature the Dan Electro. Now, Fender came on in the early 60s with theirs. And uh, the way he ended up uh, making his was he saw Harold Bradley, who was one of the top Nashville session players using a Dan Electro. Of course, Leo was a big country music fan. He'd come to Nashville for, uh, you know, you know, different, uh, different country music events. And he saw Harold Bradley, you know, playing a Dan Electro, you know, bass six. And so of course, Leo Fender said, I can improve upon that. And that's what the bass six, the Fender bass six was, is it was Leo's take on the Dan Electro, but done Fender style. So let's just talk about the, the spec differences between the two. Well, one, the first thing is the scale length. So this one's like 29 and a half, and uh, the fender is 30 inches. And so it's kind of like the difference between the standard Gibson scale and the fender scale. And, uh, you know, a little bit longer scale length gives you a little more string tension and such. Also, for some, even though it's just that little bit of difference, some people feel like the fender is a little bit unwieldy because the neck is half an inch longer. So, uh, but I, I get it. So you have that. The body, of course, this is a, uh, you know, a poplar shell and then with masonite on it. While this originally would have been solid alder, but then, uh, you know, by now with the squires, who knows what it is, but it, you know, it could be 20 pieces of wood put, you know, that are uh, glued together. Um, these are not super light. These are. Uh, then you then you have, you know, some of the the you know, just idiosync idiosyncrasies of of each maker. So you have the lipstick tube pickups on the Dan Electro, which have a certain sound, and you have these kind of Jaguar style pickups on the Bass Six, which have the Fender sound. Uh, you have the uh, Jazzmaster style tremolo on here. You have, you know, of course, no tremolo on here. And originally, of course, it would have had a a wooden. Uh, a metal bridge with a, a wooden insert that uh, in the strings would have ridden across. Uh, another thing that you have on here, of course, you know, originally the Dan Electro had two pickups and the Fender had three. 
and the fender had a much more uh, you know complex you know wiring scheme and not in a bad way but it had three on and off switches then it had the strangle switch so the strangle switch is ingenious and is really a leg up on the Dan Electro because one of the things you have is that of course these instruments are right you know their low four strings are the exact same thing as your bass player there's not like some octave difference some people somehow have decided there's you know another octave between a you know these and a real bass there's not there's about four inches of scale length and of course the strings are bigger but the strings here are like this is a 95 and i think this is a 90 and uh, you know of course most low strings on a bass are around 100 so there's not that much difference so these are in the exact same frequency range well leo was smart enough to put a strangle switch on there, which what it does is it cuts bass. And that makes it to where this guy can uh, play with a full band with a bass player and you can play in the low range without it fighting frequency wise. This guy, if you're playing with a bass player and you're gonna play in the low range, you really have to, uh, you really have to get an EQ pedal uh, or you have to, uh, you know, just dump bass on your amplifier. So, all right, let's uh, let's kind of, you know, move on to uh, to sounds and such. I'll just play some some examples, um, and I'll you know play it on each instrument. And uh, yeah, we'll start with the uh, the Fender. All right. We're going to start with the uh, the bass six, and this is I'm actually going to play this with some fuzz. Uh, this is a, a famous you know solo. This is one of the first fuzz solos ever. It was uh, uh, played by Grady Martin, and uh, on a tune called uh, "Don't Worry About Me." And uh, yeah, if you want to learn more about that and the, the birth of fuzz, you can watch my birth of fuzz episode. But anyway, I'm just going to play that. I'm using an analog Sunface you know for this. And, uh, you know, I'm going to play it. I've got both pickups on. I'm using a light gauge pick uh, <laughs> and a thin pick, as it were. And I looked all over the place. The only thing I had was I had a, uh, a Carrie Underwood guitar pick uh, that says some hearts on it. This is the only thin pick I had. So this is from my time working for Carrie Underwood. And uh, so that's pretty funny. It's a heart shaped pick. All right. So here we go. Little hiss, little hum. This is a little uh, little take on, uh, on a Glenn Campbell thing. Mm-hmm. 
I'm just going to do some, uh, some, you know, kind of fiddling around as it were. I, at, at this point, I need to note that the strings are quite different on the two instruments. So the bass six, the original strings on it were, uh, were flat wounds. And so even though this instrument came with round wound strings on it, I, uh, I put flats on it. So I got a uh, labella flats and that's what's on it. Now, the only modification I had to do to the instrument was I had to uh, cut this uh, intonation screw short so that I could get enough travel to move it. But that's the only thing I've done. So I'm just gonna mess around a little bit. Uh, I'm gonna chord, I'm gonna use the uh, vibrato bar on it uh, just so you can hear that. So I'm going to do just the back pickup now. Also, I need to uh, show you know what this has over the over the Dano besides the tremolo bar is the uh, the strangle switch. So I'm going to put back both pickups back on. And so here you can see what it does. So, yeah, that's really nice. Okay, let's move over to the Dan Electro for me to fiddle around on it. On this instrument, uh, they came with round wound strings and all round wound, uh, tuned E to E. And I'm normally a Diodario guy, but uh, Diodario doesn't make a set specifically for this instrument, and Ernie Ball does, so I'm gonna plug them for this. Uh, this is their six-string bass guitar slinky set. It's set number 2837, and I'll put a link in the uh, description if you want those, but these are specifically for the Dan Electro. They don't work on the Fender. So these are very specific strings, so if you have a Dan Electro, if you want to do E to E, these are the ones to get. All right, little uh, fiddling around. Little, uh, little crackle for you.
At the end of the day, what's the difference between these guys and why should you get one over the other? Okay. This guy has the most character to it. It sounds the most different. Uh, it just has this interesting, doinky, hollow, low sound. Uh, and, you know, it's pretty eye-catching uh, in this version. Uh, but what the Fender has over it is the Fender has a, it just sounds like a big Fender. You know, that's its advantage and disadvantage. You know, it doesn't have the, the, the character that this one does. But this one has the strangle switch. It has the uh, vibrato and it has the, uh, you know, you know, nice adjustable bridge on there. So, yeah. So both of them are really cool. Now, if you're a base six freak, of course, like me, you're going to have both of them. But uh, you kind of, you know, have to decide, you know, because this is kind of a niche instrument. So uh, if you're just going to get one, you know, hopefully this video will uh, help you decide which one uh, suits you best. So, again, I love both of them. And uh, just a word about this one. So this is an early 2000s Hodad baritone, which I, again, I hate that name because it's not a baritone. But um, I wanted to get an early 2000s, late 90s uh, U2, you know, base six Dan Electro, but those have gone up in price a lot lately. Uh, they've become collectible. Uh, there's this thing about the early Korean made uh, Dano reissues. So I don't know. I, you know, those were the ones I was familiar with. And uh, so I went after one, but they kept, you know, going for high prices. So I saw this, I saw the Hodad and I saw that it had a third pickup. It had better tuners on it, you know, versus the, uh, the baritone or space sixes of, uh, you know, of the late nineties, early two thousands. And it was the same construction, same, you know, Masonite, same neck, same everything. The only difference was it had a third pickup, had an adjustable bridge, and then it had a, a, a better wiring, you know, thing. It has kind of a rotary switch that allows you to get all the sounds you'd get with a two pickup model and more. So anyway, and this was cheaper. So while, you know, the, uh, the U2 shaped ones were going for like 800 bucks, these are going for, you know, four to 600. So, uh, you know, I wanted to save the money. Uh, these are, <laughs> sometimes they can have some quality issues and also some of them just kind of aged some. So this one I bought and the ground wire was disconnected. I had to reconnect it internally. Uh, the bridge was caving in and I couldn't do anything for that. So I just raised the saddles in the middle. And also when I tried to adjust the pickups, uh, the bridge pickup, the, you know, the back pickup just fell into the body. And so I had to put springs in there. Uh, actually, my buddy Bill Keck did that. This instrument has had no problems and had no issues at all. And it's just of a higher standard of, of building, even though it's done in like Indonesia. Uh, still, I think their uh, QC is better. So there you have it. All right, guys. Well, I hope you've enjoyed today's episode and I'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Ask Zach podcast. If you want to dive deeper, check out my website, askzach.com, to find more articles and further info on each episode. And remember, 
It is the support from you, the listener, that keeps the show going. Thank you, friends.